Well, welcome everybody to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris, and I am so incredibly pleased to be joined right off the top. He's been gone for two days. Yes. It's felt very weird to do radio without him. It's the voice of Texas, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, are you all leadershiped out? Yeah, we had our uh, business operations mm-hmm. and business ops, for those who don't know, we had our business operations uh, get together yep. where we go away and, and strategize and stuff. And it's it's basically, it's not the football side of things, really. It's more like marketing, ticketing, right. what we do with digital media, human resources, accounting, all of it, you know, led by our president, Jamie Roots. Uh, who's a great leader, and we had a great time uh, coming up with uh, with different things to look at for 2020. And, you know, this is a business, really, Johnny. Yeah. I know it's all about winning, right? You want to win, and winning is by far the most important thing for any sports franchise, but it's not the only thing, right? right? There's a lot going on with every sports franchise, and I, I think those who really delve deep into these things understand this, and a lot of casual fans don't care. They just want to see what you do on the field or the playing surface, whatever franchise you happen to be. But believe me, there's a lot going on, and that's what we are focusing on. So anyway, I'm back and ready to rock for Texans Radio. Love being on this time of year because, you know, it's the beginning. The yep. seedlings are going to be planted as we get ready for what I think is an incredible schedule in 2020. I mean, when I look at this schedule... I can talk myself into a lot of dreams and a lot of nightmares and a lot of in-between. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on for this 2020 schedule. I can't wait to see how it lays out in April. Do Can you unveil the uh, 2020 digital team priority to me now, or do I have to wait? The priority, wait? Johnny. Well, do we have to wait? Yeah, you have to, you have to wait. That's have always to wait. that's always a big surprise. <sighs> well, the theme, you mean, and things like yeah. that. Look, I mean, we, look, we... I always look forward to the theme. Ja- Jamie always... Jamie... You and, the, and that's an internal you, theme, Jamie by and the, the way. Team, they always come up with with a theme, and obviously yeah. themes for sports teams in the city of Houston mm-hmm. um, have been sort of a talking topic the yeah. last uh, twenty four to thirty six oh hours gosh, or this, so. And you know these things have to be researched well. Those oh, those outward man. slogans, and we're not big on that here at the Texans. No. You know, we are Texans has been right. ours for a long time, a very long time, and I think that. You can use that in any situation, and it's all true, and it's all good, and it kind of brings everybody together, players and fans and everything. Uh, but, you know, other teams have different things, and, and, you know, that's great for them as well. And I just think it's interesting when you use one that has another team using it. But whatever, you know, whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah, exactly, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Later in the show, we're going to get all four of us together, me, you, DP, and Drew. They will mm-hmm. come in, and it's time for our Wednesday night draft. Oh, yes. And I have a very... Very good topic. I love this topic. Wait, did I prepare for this? No. It's going to be a three-round draft. Was I supposed to prepare? And we are going to we're going to improve. Well, yeah, I would hope that we're going to improve. But the goal is to improve the 2020 Houston Texans mm-hmm. with three additions. Our player acquisitions. Player acquisitions, but they're not. Like real acquisitions. Are they like Marvel superheroes? Sort of. Okay. Well, you'll you'll find out. Later. Okay. You'll find out. Gotcha. You'll find out later. It's gotcha. called a radio tease. All right. But I want to do a little gut reaction with you, uh, especially because there were two things that happened yesterday in particular, and I talked about mm. them a little bit. But they were in reference to the AFC South, and uh, in on completely different planes, seemingly, but yet still going to impact us here in Houston. The first one, get your gut reaction to this. Yes. There are two teams that it appears are very interested 
according to Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com, in Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. Yep. One is the L.A. Chargers. Number two is the Indianapolis Colts. Very interesting. Your gut reaction. My gut reaction is, is he healthy? I guess my gut reaction is a question. Yeah. And I think this is very potentially frightening. Yeah. But you know me, I tend to be overly dramatic about these things. How about a little <laughs> bit of a concern, Johnny, if Cam Newton is healthy and yeah. in Indianapolis? Look, I think Jacoby Brissett is pretty good, and I think that he took, and they know better than me what he was going through, but I think he was a little banged up, and it yeah. affected his play. But you've Happened heard me- in that Pittsburgh game. Right. When Hoyer had to come in, and that's where it sort of changed for them because they and lost that Pittsburgh game. Even with Hoyer, they should have won. And Hoyer started, what, one game? I think against started the against next the, game against the lost. Dolphins or yeah. whatever. And, and yep. they had to rush Brissett back because this Hoyer thing wasn't going to work out for them. And Brissett just wasn't up to the challenge right. physically maybe. And, right. you know, I'll give them that little alibi. But they want to upgrade at the position, it appears. So here they are, the first offseason without Andrew Luck for sure. Right. And, uh, and they're trying to upgrade. Cam Newton would be a hell of a quarterback for them to have. I mean, a healthy Cam Newton? Are you kidding me? People, I think too many people are looking at unhealthy Cam Newton right. and thinking, well, what's he really? Look, a healthy Cam, New- Cam Newton and working the offense, designing it more around him with Frank Reich could be a real problem in the AFC South. And look, I think the Colts are a problem anyway, John. I think I said this on Monday. You know, everyone's talking about the Titans, and rightfully so. They just went to the AFC Championship. But I think that you have to look at the Titans as a 9-7 and seven type of team that exploded in the playoffs, thanks to Derrick Henry, right. Tannehill playing solid. Look, I'll give them all the credit. They beat the Patriots in New England, the Ravens. Are you kidding me? Knocking off the top seed. Yep. Fantastic. But does anybody have a ton of faith in this football team, the way it's constructed now, and nobody stays the same, I get it, the way it's constructed now for 2020? I can't say I do yet until I see their acquisitions. Right. Because look at it this way. They had a chance to beat the Texans at home late in the season. Didn't do it. And to declare victory and, and really get the inside track of the AFC South Championship, couldn't do it. Next week, they had the Saints in. And a good Saints team, yes. Not the greatest Saints team, but a good Saints team. But you're at home again. Let's try it again. Can't do it. And then they got hot in the postseason. That doesn't mean you're going to be hot in the regular season right. when the opening bell rings, and they're going to have to make some changes. I think the Colts have a lot of things going for them, and if they fix quarterback, that's a big concern. And Cam Newton, as dynamic and electric as he can be, if they can run the ball with Mack and that great offensive line, Cam with a great offensive line, that could be an issue. It is a major issue. Here's When I was at the Senior Bowl, I talked to I talked to – Actually, one person from the AFC and one person from the NFC. And both of them said the exact same thing. Don't be surprised if Carolina blows that whole thing up. Yeah. Now, of after, I think maybe I saw this this morning. It may have been last night. But apparently Carolina is going to do a full physical well-being check exam, whatever it might be, on cam around March or in March. And I, I, and I just... I just look at it and say, well, if he's healthy and you're Carolina, then do you really want to go away from him? Because you're going to have to draft a quarterback right? because Will Greer ain't going to cut it for you. And Kyle Allen proved at the end of the year that he wasn't the Kyle Allen we saw in week four. So how could you go away from Cam Newton? But then again, if you're blowing it up and you're going to get good draft picks for him, then 
well, you might as well. And maybe you do luck into a fact. Maybe Jordan Love falls in your hands. Maybe Justin Herbert falls. Maybe you, with these picks from Cam, you move up and get Justin a Herbert. A lot could happen or between two. now in the draft as far as guys fall. But let me ask you this, John. Uh, Cam Newton, okay, that's one thing. Greg Olson already said they didn't yeah. want me. Okay? Right. They didn't want, that was not a mutual parting of the ways. They were like, no, we're done. Right. Matt Rule. He's got a lot of time. He has all the it's time. A seven in the world. year contract, and that tells that was immediately what told me, okay, they're they're looking to rebuild this thing. Yeah. Not reload, rebuild this thing. So that to me is what stood out immediately. And so when I heard that from from uh, some people at the senior bowl, I wasn't surprised. But when they said it to me, I said, Does that include twenty two? And they're like, mm. Yep, it includes Christian McCaffrey as that, well. That blows me away. Cause that he's he can make everybody around him better because yeah. he's an easy guy to work. Throwing the ball, he'll do the work. He yeah. can hand off. He can. I mean, it, a rookie quarterback with McCaffrey, dump it off to him. You yeah. know, we have a lot of things we can do. How he can help the team? My goodness, what do you think of this though? If I'm Carolina, I make a deal with Cam. We part company. I go with Kyle Allen, and he is the he's kind of like the Steve DeBerg to my rookie. Right. Okay. Right. For lack of a better way of right. putting it, no, I get you. It's a more modern reference for the Steve DeBerg. He's my Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, wait that's a minute. A, who has really blossomed? Who Ryan Fitzpatrick has kept the seat warm for? Anybody? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, really? So. DeBerg's the most famous one because it was Elway, then it it was Montana. Elway, it was Montana, Montana, then Elway. Wait, so he was always the one. There was one other one. I think too. Steve Young down in Tampa, I, in Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. It was Steve mm-hmm. Young. So he definitely was was that guy. The Colts with a healthy Cam Newton are scary. Yeah, they're scary. Yeah, they're really scary. Very scary. They're, in fact, when it comes prediction time. They're going to be picked. Some people will pick them to win the division. Yes, they will, because yep. they're going to make other improvements. And even if it doesn't work, it's all going to look good on paper. Right. Right? right. I still say the Texans are the team to beat. When you look at division title, how could they not be back to back? And I know all oh, the playoffs. Mar-. Listen, it's it's about more than that. We still don't know who the Titans quarterback really is going to be. And you don't know. I mean, Derrick Henry, you don't know if he's going to resign in Tennessee. I would think they're going to have to resign him. But he's going to be asking for a boatload of money. What general manager really wants to pay a ton? Like what he's going to command for a running back. What running back who's earned big money lately has really worked out splendidly for their team? Todd Gurley? Nope. Zeke Elliott? Not so much. I mean, okay, but it's you know, better, Elliott was better than Gurley, but yeah. Gurley's had health issues. Uh, the Jets, as a free agent, paying Bell. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, once you've paid a guy, it, it just that hasn't that for me. And that's why when I when I asked about McCaffrey with the Panthers, they were like, yeah, my immediate reaction um, was they don't want to pay a running back. Yeah, they don't want to pay him a second contract on a running back. Jeez. And we're going to get to a point These where are good backs to Could you imagine? Now, look, Henry on the open market. Somebody's going to pay. Somebody's going to get paid. I mean, he's going to get paid. Could Somebody, you imagine? Well, I mean, the Patriots wouldn't do it, but could you imagine the Patriots with Brady coming back and Henry? Well, they're going to smoke. Look, if they bring Brady back, which you assume they will. Yeah. Did the commercial lock that up? By the, what was the consensus on the commercial? It was Hulu. No, I know, but oh, what oh. was the consensus that the commercial meant he's coming back to New England? Oh or no, I don't. Just coming back. He never. I think he's just that he's coming back. I don't think anybody really addressed that it part. It felt like it was a like master I was interpreting job. that I'm not going anywhere. Well, anywhere would include leaving New England in one interpretation of that commercial. I think he's staying with New England. 
I, I think just somehow do. he does. It, I just, I mean, I get going to a different place and investigating that and looking at it and feeling the love from, because somebody asked me, and I can't remember who it was, asked me, well, why would he, why would he leave? Why would he want to go? And I'm like, because you want to, you, you want to prove it. You want to, you want to feel the love and you want to hear somebody say, you know what, Tom, you're worth it. You've all those years taking those undermarket deals in New England, and now we're going to give you the deal that you should. Re- and it's a two year deal. It's a two year deal for, I don't know. No, he's still going to get his island in 70 in Fiji. million. He's still going to get whatever at the back end of it. Oh, this by the way, he wasn't talking. in Tennessee. That was Steve Hutchinson's wife. Yeah, I, I, I saw that story. Yeah. They thought Giselle was looking for schools yeah. in Nashville. And apparently it was a Hall of Famer's blonde wife. Oh, well, we narrowed that's, it down. Yes. We narrowed it down to just. That's every other <laughs> Hall of Famer's wife, I think. Oh, uh, it's ridiculous. Okay, here's the other one. Okay. This news came out yesterday. And in fact, Shad Khan and President Mark Lamping of the Jaguars oh, yeah. met with the media and discussed playing not one but two games in London. They will play them back-to-back. They will not have a bye in between the games. Mm-hmm. They will have a bye after the second one. But... I know, and just kind of following on Twitter, the people I follow in Jacksonville, they're really, there was not much action from them yesterday. I, I feel like that was kind of jarring for them to hear because, wait, one game turned into two. Yep. When does two turn into four, and when does four automatically we turn into the London Jaguars? What's your gut reaction to them playing two in a row in, in my, London? My gut reaction is that's where we're headed. Because I think it's going to be harder to get teams to want to go to London. I think it's hard enough as it is. Yeah. But you could leverage the Raiders to go over there and have to play. Yeah. Okay. You could leverage the Rams to go over there and have to play because they didn't really have a home. Right. 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 Chargers, you got to go play. Makes sense. But now they're about to move into new digs, Vegas and L.A. respectively. And you're not going to have the leverage. And teams aren't going to be as willing to give up a home game as they have been previously right. now maybe the more the economics change in the next few years and it becomes easier but based on this if you're going to do this i could see that maybe you're going to split shores eventually yeah. four and four now you're not going to play four in a row over there although right. that's a possibility i guess but you'll have two you'll have two in a row two 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 in a row stretches yeah. You'll probably have one mm-hmm. in September. Yep. And you'll probably have one in November. Yeah. Something like that. You just that, work it that's out. That's I think that's I think where you're going, and you'll be the London slash Jacksonville Jaguars. You would. I don't know what they call or the them. Fulham Jaguars. The Atlantic Jaguars. <laughs> the Fulham Jaguars. The Fulham Jaguars. The Fulham Jaguars. They do a scrimmage at uh, at Craven Cottage. Yeah, you know, that would that would be nice. But I, I'm with you. I, I think that's where I think that's where it's heading yep. until and this could be the deciding factor. And I thought this was interesting because Mark Lamping, the Jaguars, Jamie Root said, look, in 2017, when we had a great season, we essentially maxed out our ticket sales and all that. We still were just treading water with the stadium we have. There's going to be a push mm-hmm. for a new stadium in Jacksonville. And if that doesn't happen, then I think this is where we're going to well, head hang with on. this. He, treading water, meaning in ticket sales. Well, I, yeah. But, but they're not not showing up because of the stadium. Yeah, the stadium's, quote, fine. You got two swimming their pools, analysis, Their analysis of what new stadiums have meant to teams mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. Um, Revenue they did, streams. Yeah, they just said that the analytics have been off the charts for teams with new stadiums. They yeah. said they've been unbelievable. Well, including sure. including the Chargers and the Rams, 
even though we know the Chargers are having a hard time selling season tickets, but just sweet sales and all that kind of stuff in a new stadium and all the different amenities. Who, who's to say? If, but, if you don't run your franchise well, ultimately it doesn't work. Look at the Redskins. Yep, okay? and wa- you're absolutely right. And watch these two teams, Jacksonville and Buffalo. There's been a lot of noise about new stadiums in both locations. Right. Both. And East Coast, closer to London than other teams. I don't know. The London Some, Bills. Something to keep an eye work. on. Mark, appreciate it. Thanks, Johnny. Mark will be back in the final segment for a Wednesday night draft. But coming up, a little truth and rumors right here on Texans All Access. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I'm your host, John Harris. Coming up in our next segment, we'll put all four of us in the room, D.B. Sidhu, Drew Doherty, and Mark Vandermeer, and we will have our weekly Wednesday night draft. The only time I do, I think we don't do this leading up to the actual NFL draft is, I think, at the Combine. I think we didn't do it at the Combine just because timing of when we got GM, head coach, all that to talk to us. So I think all that will be on Tuesday this year. So maybe we'll find a way to do a Wednesday night draft at the Combine as well. But we'll have that coming up in our next segment. So I thought, let's do a little truth and rumors. We got into that point of the NFL campaign. And look, it's a 12-month campaign. Every month is of a different type. July, that's the training camp. August, that's getting to your 53-man roster. Then you got the season. January is about playoffs. February starts with the Super Bowl. Then you get to the offseason. In the beginning of it, free agency, draft rumors, all these rumors that are out there. So I figured, what's truth and what's really a rumor? So I just put in to my little machine here NFL rumors just to see what would happen. I thought there were some interesting ones. Which one's truth? Which one's rumors? So this one, headline. I'm not even reading the article. I'm just giving you a headline. Truth or rumors? The Patriots are willing to give quarterback Tom Brady a contract worth $30 million per season. I do think that's truth. I have said all along, I think Tom Brady will stay with the New England Patriots. And I think $30 million is probably the baseline. I think the total is five quarterbacks, I believe. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Those are ones off the top of my head, and I'm sure I'm missing some, that are in the $30 million a year range. Tom Brady deserves to be in that range. I think when push comes to shove, I know he sold his house wherever he was in Massachusetts, and they still have one in Greenwich, whatever the case might be. I think when you get to the age of 43 and you think about starting over, it sounds nice. It sounds like, man, you get to start over. No more Belichick, no more cold in New England, no more this, no more that. Starting over. Sometimes when you don't have that perspective of what it's like somewhere else, like, ooh, man, then you're there for like a month and you're like, this is different. I don't know if I like it. I think he's going to end up staying in New England. That, I think, is truth. Another one that popped up over the last few days. Tom Brady to be pursued by the Las Vegas Raiders if Tom Brady does get to unrestricted free agent status. Now, I just said I do think that he's going to stay, but I do think that's truth. I do think the Raiders would absolutely, without question, entertain looking at Tom Brady. 
Derek Carr threw for over 4,000 yards. We know it's not all about yards. I get that. But we saw him here, and I thought he did some really good things against us. I'm not totally sure why everybody wants to sell Derek Carr down the river, but I look, he's not top eight quarterback in the league. Top half, yeah. Would Tom Brady make the Raiders better? More than likely. But going back to my point about grass not always greener, you're going to learn a whole new offense, especially Gruden's offense, which is a nightmare. Like 18, 19 word plays. That can be a little different than what Tom has done in New England. I think it's truth that Las Vegas will want to entertain those thoughts, but I don't think it's going to end up happening. Then there's this one. Dave Damashek of NFL.com said he heard a rumor that the Lions would trade Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah, Stafford's one of those $30 million a year quarterbacks. I think that's false. Look, the Lions are sitting, I think, in a good situation, as good as it can be. Number three in the draft, they've got their quarterback. They've got that guy. And when Matt Stafford's healthy, man, he's really good. He is an excellent quarterback when healthy. And that obviously is a major question. Same with Cam Newton in Carolina. I think this is rumor. I think the Lions are sitting in a great spot. Sitting at number three, if they want to get rid of Matt Stafford, number three would have to be a quarterback. But if they stay with Stafford, they can use pick number three and dangle it and say, come on, Cincinnati's taking Joe Burrow. Washington at number two is going to take Chase Young. One, two. Draft starts at three. Lions are like, this pick for sale. So now you have you keep Stafford. You turn three, number three, into look what the Colts did. The Colts turned pick number three into the sixth pick, which turned out to be Quentin Nelson. And then they added a couple other picks, and one of those ended up being Darius Leonard. Those all came virtue of the trade from three down to six back in 2018. You turn three into three more players that you put with Stafford. Now you move in the right direction. I think Lions trading Stafford is rumor. They may listen. If somebody, hey, look, we'll give you three first-rounders for Matt Stafford. Okay, you're going to listen. But I don't think that's going to end up, nobody's going to do that. So I don't think it's going to be worth it. I think that ends up being rumor. Tennessee quarterback Ryan Tannehill reportedly is not leaving the Titans amid contract rumors. I think that's truth. I think when Tennessee sits down and says, okay, look where we are in the draft. Look what might be available to us in the draft. Ryan's a good option. We don't have to pay him $30 million a year. We can pay him in the 20 to 25 range. Still get good quarterback play. He gets better and better. We're going to stick with Ryan Tannehill. Now, is he limited? I don't know. I don't think he is, to be honest. I think that's truth. I think they absolutely should keep him. I don't think he's going to leave the Titans. They've got to figure out the contract, but I think he is going to end up being the guy. And I'm not going to say he completely won me over, but I know facing the Titans going forward, it ain't going to be easy facing Ryan Tannehill going forward. He had some tremendous ball games the last half of the year. Can he stay healthy to be able to do that consistently? And if they don't sign Derrick Henry, can he do it without that running game? That's a question that they've got to try and answer. That'll be a little bit more difficult, but I think that one is truth. 
as is this one. Andy Dalton, trade rumors, Bengals quarterback drawing interest amid Joe Burrow's seeming selection to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, Andy Dalton should. I think that is truth. He is going to get some opportunities to go elsewhere. That will happen. Miami's already got Ryan Fitzpatrick, but if they didn't, Andy Dalton would probably be a nice bridge quarterback down in Miami. But I think that's true. I think there's no question Andy Dalton will be going elsewhere in 2020. Okay, we get back. It's our Wednesday night draft. Stay tuned. This is fun. Next on Texas All Access. We have finally gotten to that time in the show and that time in the year where it's our Wednesday night draft. Yes. Welcome back to the show, Texas All Access. I'm your host, John Harris. Now joining me, DP Sidhu. DP, how you doing? I'm great, Johnny. Drew Doherty you? is here. We won't talk to him in just a second because he was mean during the break. <laughs> and Mark Vandermeer is here as well. Hello. I'm sorry, Drew. Just kidding. It's okay. I'm going to be mean during the segment. I'm doing this segment under protest because this should be an in the lab. We should not be wasting this this subject Waste, matter on the four of us. This should be an in the lab podcast. I said it over text. I'm going to say it for the record okay. here as well. This right. is a fantastic Wednesday draft show or draft uh, because we are going to improve the 2020 Texans team. We have unlimited budget. Mm-hmm. We. Wow. Don't, it's my kind of budget. Yeah, unlimited budget's a fantastic one. So this is a fantasy show. Sort of like Karen Hill from Goodfellas. I watched that last night with uh, Jack. Yeah. Loved it. You never, you had never seen it. Wait. Oh, what? I'd seen it plenty of times. Say, wait, Jack had never seen. What it. about oh, yeah. budget? What do you? What, what did she had an unlimited budget. She would ask for money, and, oh, yeah, and he'd yeah. go, "How much?" And she would show him, yeah, like, yeah, with her like fingers. this, her fingers, the like stack, stack has to be this high. The stack <laughs> has to be this much. Mm-hmm. So we have an unlimited budget. So our stacks are yay big now. For tonight's draft, we're going to improve the 2020 Texans. You do not have to pick in this order, but we have three rounds. Mm-hmm. And you are going to pick to add to the 2020 Texans. You can add a retired, retired former Texan. Mm-hmm. Former Texan. A Hall of Famer post-merger around 1970 after that. And then a player the Texans faced in 2019. Ooh. I almost went with who they're going to face in 2020. So wait, wait. Not in change. that order? It doesn't have to be that order. doesn't have to be in that order. But you can only pick one from each category. But you can only pick category. one from each category. Gotcha. One retired former Texan, Hall of Famer post-merger around mm-hmm. 1970, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and player the Texans faced in 2019. You are adding, we are adding those three players to the 2020 Texans. One final caveat, and I think it would go without saying, Uh-oh. but no quarterbacks. Yeah, no quarterbacks. Yeah, we got the quarterback. We're good. Right. So we, we have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. We're good. So, so, so are we putting 12 new players on the 2020 Texans? Well, it's my 2020 Texans okay. team. Okay. Your 2020 Texans I'm, The reason team. I ask is, like, what if, you know, we but you can't two running backs, picks. you know? Yeah, but, yeah, right. What if uh, a position That's fine. group? That's fine. Okay. The position group is fine. Doesn't that's fine. He really wants it's Chris your- Brown, and then I want to draft, you know, Shane Matthews. <laughs> yes, that's fine. I can do that. That's absolutely fine. Okay. Shane Problem Matthews. solved. And Chris Brown. <laughs> Crisis averted. <laughs> Which Chris Brown? <laughs> the running back or the kicker? Well, yeah, either okay. one. So no quarterback. You have three mm-hmm. rounds. You can pick in any order you want. Retired so not- former Texan Hall of Famer. Player the Texans faced in 2019. We're not putting 12 new Texans on the team. We're putting, no, putting three, three new Texans on, on our team. Cool, cool, yes. cool. And you don't have to cut anybody. No. I'm not, not, we're not going that way. You're just Naturally. adding these three 
players to the team, no quarterback. Deepy, Ooh. you get to go first. I get to go first. You get to go first. We'll go, well, you can't see it because it's on radio, but we'll go Deepy, Drew, Mark, so we're going counterclockwise. Gotcha. Deepy, and then we'll, well, we don't have to snake back. We don't have to do that. Okay. So you can pick any of the three categories, but you can only pick one from, from each. each category. This is, I mean, it's hard to pick which category I want to go with, but I think I'll go with the shortest list, which would be retired former Texans. Ooh, smart. Because I think there's just there's just not a lot of us former mm. Texans that are retired. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go Andre Johnson because I've okay. always said, and we've always said, what would it be like to see him out there with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins? I would bring Dre out of retirement. It, it wouldn't be hard. We'd just have to walk down the hallway and just ask him. Yeah, I think he would do it. He, he would do it. He looks I ready. I think he would do it. Of course so he would do it. You're going to put Andre Johnson. I'm putting Andre Johnson on the table. But you get him in his prime, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, this is good. true. And he still looks like he's in his prime, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he does. I know Mark would really be mad does. at this, but he also gets to play with Deshaun Watson and not Matt Schaub. Now, Matt was good, but he gets to play with Deshaun <laughs> Watson. <laughs> it's so funny how... Uh, we have to go to the Matt Schaub disclaimer every time we bring up his name. Matt Schaub, good quarterback, he was better so than advertised. So we, need so we need to have a little radio yeah. drop. Hey, but but Dre, Dre said it best back in 2017, I think it was, when we were, mm. we had him on the Fuddrucker show. We asked him, what would have been like if you'd have played with DW4? And he said, <laughs> somebody came up to me the other day and said, you'd have had 20 touchdowns a season if you'd have played with him. And, you know, he wasn't saying that I would have had 20. He was yeah. saying somebody told him that. But you could tell he kind of he liked that idea. And wouldn't mind giving it a try. Yeah. Uh, Watson might have thrown to him in the red zone a couple of times. <laughs> a few okay. times. Yeah. yeah. Just, just a, few, a few times. Right. Okay. So DP takes Andre Johnson. Andre is off the board. DP's uh, roster is shaping up nicely after one pick. All right, I Drew. Like it. it is your turn. Retired former Texan Hall of Famer, player the Texas face in 2019. Go. Can't ever argue against what DB did there. Andre Johnson belongs on any team. Doesn't matter who else is in the receiving core, really. And uh, I like that pick. I'm going to go to the Hall of Famer. Okay. And what did the Texans really, 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 really need in Kansas City a few weeks back? They needed a little bit better pass rush, a few, amongst other things. But I think they could have used a better pass rush. So let's get the nastiest, meanest, craziest outside linebacker to ever roam Jason the four Babbitt's corners of the famer, earth. Bro. <laughs> And let's get Lawrence Taylor, yeah. Sir Lawrence of the yep. uh, Meadowlands in there. I'm going to go with the real LT. All right. I'm going to add yep. him to the Texans. All right, Lawrence Taylor added to the group. He rushes opposite Whitney Merciless, Watt bumps inside, 2020 shaping up pretty nicely. Or, hey, maybe mm-hmm. you play games with him and Watt, you know, oh my and get, some, get some stuff going. That would be kind of nice. That would be kind of nice. All right, Mark, you're up. Uh, you want me to improve the 2020 Texans with a former Texan Hall of Famer, Famer player or, the Texans face in 2019? Uh, I'm going to go Texan first because I think DB was right. You got to gobble these guys up while they last, and I think uh, we'll get some help in the secondary here and draft former Texan Aaron Glenn, a Pro Bowler, who could really help out at the corner spot. Great leader, great coach with the Saints right now in the defensive backfield. I like Aaron Glenn on my team. Thank you. That's a very, very good one. Mm-hmm. That I, Aaron Glenn was, I had a couple guys under under consideration, mm-hmm. and he was one of them, but you have now taken him. So I think I'm going to go Hall of Famer, but I'm going to stay with the same position. Okay. And if you're not going to be able to get there with the pass rush, pass rush is not ultimately right on par, mm-hmm. then you got to be able to cover, and I'm going to take away one half of the field. I want Deion Sanders. So I'm going to take up my Hall of Famer as Deion Sanders, and that's going to be my first rounder. And, DP, it is now back to you. You have a player that Texas faced in 2019 and also a Hall of Famer. 
you have taken Andre Johnson. You've probably handled the the dirty work with that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Hall of Famer too. I like well, you know, we, the, the the offensive line was a big question heading into 2019, but every time somebody got hurt, we would just hold our breaths because we thought. There's just not a lot of depth there. So I thought, what better than to get a guy who played every single position on the Ooh, O-line? I know what you're doing. Let's get Bruce Matthews. Bruce. Wow. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Good that's pick. That's brilliant. Well, thanks. Excellent pick. That is brilliant. Why that you guys sound so surprised? Pick. No, it's just, oh, okay. no, 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 no. We would have done <laughs> I, that I, for anybody's pick. Well, not Mark's, I'm, but I'm, yours. I'm, I'm yeah, not you know, <laughs> No, not Mark's at all. But no, Bruce Matthews is perfect because with the ability to play all three different positions and you're right guys are banged up you just slide Bruce from center to guard or you know when Titus went out yeah he would have slid right over to right tackle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could have slid somebody back into guard or center at that point so I, I think Bruce Matthews is absolutely brilliant I'm, I'm envious that I didn't come up with that my, my team's own. looking great Johnny your team is looking fantastic Our team. can you imagine offensive line with Laramie Tunsil Max Sharping Nick Martin you could move Titus back inside the guard for Bruce Matthews a tackle. Ooh. I mean, well, he can play right guard. He can play right he, guard. He made a Pro Bowl there, I believe. My goodness. Yeah. All right, Drew, you have taken a Hall of Famer. You have a retired former Texan or a player the Texans faced in 2019. I don't know what the cornerback position is going to look like next year. I think the only certainty we know is Gary and Conley will mm-hmm. be back for sure. I mean, there's probably going to be some other faces that are, you never know. that are back, but you just never know. So let's bolster that up. I know in the second half he struggled against DeAndre Hopkins, but who in the hell has not struggled against DeAndre Hopkins as a cornerback? Let's go with Tredavious White from the Bills. I thought he had a really good year. He was a first-team All-Pro. Played well in the first half against uh, Hopkins, but I'm going to go with Tredavious. Okay. Okay. I think he'd fit in well here. That's pretty good. I'm going to stick with players we faced this year. Okay. And based on the fact that you've had some injury issues at wide receiver and you have some uncertainty there, uh, because of those injury issues, and who the heck knows who's going to be on the team in 2020 because Bill O'Brien's making a ton of moves, right, since right. he's uh, been in charge of these acquisitions. Let's go with this. I want to get Michael Thomas on this team along oh. with DeAndre Hopkins, and oh. you know, hopefully I get a healthy Will Fuller and whatever else, but I think that's really going to help out the passing attack. So I'll take a player the Texans faced in 2019, Michael Thomas as my second pick in this three-round draft. Okay, so... Just to recap real fast, DP, you took Andre Johnson, Bruce Matthews, so you have a player that we faced in 2019 left. Drew, you took a Hall of Famer and a player we faced in 2019. You have a Texan left. And, Mark, you took a retired former Texan, and you took a player we faced in 2019, so you have a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. I, as I looked at this list, I'm I'm like, man, former Texan. Oh, boy. Who could? And then I thought, one of the best. Mm -hmm. Maybe the best. Not maybe. The best running back that this organization has had. Now, we ultimately might bring back Carlos Hyde, and we know Duke Johnson's under contract, but Arian Foster yeah. in this offense with Deshaun Watson will be downright scary. Well, look what he downright did. Downright scary. So I will take as my retired former Texan, I will take Arian Foster. He and Bill O'Brien worked well together. Look at the year Arian had with Bill O'Brien in 2014, and it wasn't exactly like a parade of Hall of Fame quarterbacks that year either. Mm-hmm. I think Arian in this offense, you're right, would be spectacular. You could almost just say, look, be a receiver. We'll run Hyde. Yeah. You know, and then you move Arian around. I bet you'd, I, if Arian in his prime are on this team now, oh. you'd have Hyde and Arian in the backfield sometimes, the way you have Duke Johnson and yes. Hyde in the backfield. Or they would do things like that. Yeah. You'd have Arian and Duke in the backfield. You could do so many things. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Oh, man. You, yeah, absolutely. So I feel good about that. Arian mm-hmm. Foster is my pick. All right, DP, last round, last pick. 
You took Andre Johnson, a retired former Texan. You took Hall of Famer Bruce Matthews. You have a player that we faced in 2019 to add to the list, this to is, your list. This your is team. a long list because the Texans plays, p- played some very, very, very good players in 2019. But I got to go defense since I went offense in my first two rounds. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the guys in the locker room a solid because I wanted to draft someone that they all got along with that they liked. And I'm going to do us a solid because I want HoustonTexans.com and Texans Radio yes. to get clicks on clicks on clicks. Clicks. So you know me. I like some entertainment value. Oh, I know where you're in going. In the locker room. I've interviewed him. I know him. where you're going. I really, really, really would like to see Jalen Ramsey. And he was with the Jaguars when we played him earlier this year. Oh, so I feel good like he counts. Oh, <sighs> yeah. I was going to double up on my corners. Uh, I was going to go Deion, I was going to go Deion Sanders and Jalen Ramsey. There's I was going to go Knowles on Knowles on my corners. <laughs> There's some good corners. And just lock, lock it up and put those two together with Garrett Conley. But you just stole that from me. DP, that was an excellent pick. Oh, I knew I, I website, thought about doing that right our away. Our website would just explode. Oh. We get Watson. We get Hopkins. We get, we get Jalen Ramsey. They're all buds. We could put mics on them. That would be fantastic. And then the season would start, and, and, and we couldn't do any of that. DB, that's pretty good. Andre Johnson, Bruce Matthews, Jalen Ramsey. Drew, mm. you're up. You have a retired former Texan. Yeah. After drafting Lawrence Taylor on the edge, Tredavious White at the corner, who is your final pick? Well, I backed myself into a corner on this one. I think the three <laughs> most likely and most viable options is former Texans. You guys all took them. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what else do you really need? I guess I'm going to go with who's the best Texan that played that's retired, that's left, and i I got to go with Mario Williams. So I'm going to just add him, and I'm going to double down on the pass rush. You can never have too many of it or too much of it. So I'll put him out there. He can play defensive end. You can stand him up at outside linebacker, kind of betweener. Let's make that happen. Mario Williams. So I've got Mario. I don't think you're going to have much argument from a lot of people. I've on got the greatest ever, yeah. Lawrence Taylor. That's and then pretty good. Pretty good corner in Tredavious White. That's that. pretty good. That's very good, as a matter of fact. Yeah. All right, Mark, you it, have... Because I like the, the offense. The, the game's got to be... Well, we're, we're drafting for a whole season, right? You need a lot of Monday night games, because Monday night Mario yeah. was better than regular Primetime Mario. <laughs> Mar- yeah. Mario was primetime. We would ridiculous. with this team. With this team, we'd get a lot of primetime games. Yes. Yeah, we Our would get a lot of primetime games. Mark, you have Aaron Glenn, who's mm-hmm. your retired former Texan. You have mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, that you have added to DeAndre Hopkins. My God, Kenny Stills and Will mm-hmm. Floor. You now have a Hall of Famer. Uh, post-1970 merger. Uh, all right, look, I could go um, boring one or really interesting one. Wh- which one do you want? Well, you know we want the interesting, interesting. one. Yeah, all right. Is this so, a choice? Is this really a question? <laughs> so no, you're tempted the bo- by the boring well, one, which I was, is? I was tempted. It's not boring. Who's it's, the boring one? really going to help you. I, I, I want to hear both now. Bruce Smith. I would have picked Bruce Smith. How is that boring? It's not boring. It's not boring, it's not boring, but, boring you know, at all. Like, I want to be. I want to have some pizzazz. Actually, it's more exciting to me to draft Kellen Winslow Sr., all right? Because I think that... You're getting production out of the tight ends, there's no doubt, but this dude in this era with Deshaun Watson, forget about it, okay? He was putting up gargantuan numbers when they could hit the snot out of people, and he was the tight end who revolutionized the position in the early 80s, late 70s. I like Kellen Winslow on this football team. Senior. Senior. Not the Miami one. Not the soldier. (laughs) Right. Not the soldier. The the revolutionary one. mm -hmm. Yes. Kellen Winslow. Okay. So, Mark, you finished with Aaron Glenn, Michael Thomas, Kellen Winslow, Sr. Mm-hmm. I have a player the Texans faced in 2019, and it was close to them not facing this player. 
the week before he had missed the game, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of talk about him potentially, is he going to be available? He's been banged up. His opposite number had been hurt all year. Were, Were they going to we be able to get pass rush? play afterwards? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm going to take Denver Bronco edge rusher. I know he's up in years, but he's still got some juice. I'm taking Von Miller and putting him on this team. Yeah, I... Uh, well, I you wanted to put wishing. some Aggies back on this team, didn't you, Johnny? Uh, well... <laughs> We did, it's about time. We did need a few Aggies. And Mark got one. Mark got one. I did. Let's see. No. You got one. Bruce Matthews. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the old, the uh, youngest, Jake Matthews. Yeah. Now he's got a connection to the Aggies. Right. Aaron Glenn, Aggie. Avon yep. Miller, yep. Aggie. Mm-hmm. So, very nice. Uh, I, as I look at this, I think DP won. DP's is this pretty is, good. What does she have? She had Andre Johnson, Bruce Matthews, and Jalen Ramsey. I just got to say, guys, when you have the number one pick, it's a lot of pressure. It is. So it's very <laughs> easy to through. fail. So I am very proud of myself for not failing. No, you, you what's did. Your, what's your is, there a way, is there a way to grade this thing? You want to go against a defense that has J.J. Watt, Lawrence Taylor, and Mario Williams up front? <laughs> I mean, Drew just went straight up defense. He's like, I'm just loading He went defense. two edges in a corner, just went straight up defense. What you going to do? You better get to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem at all with what Drew did. No. Not whatsoever. Can't. I mean, a, a pass it's, rush. It's so your pass boring. rush is Lawrence Taylor coming from the edge with Watt and Mario Williams. Yeah. And here's what you can do. So you, you have put, the two defensive players, the only two in history to win Defensive Player of the Year three times. You got six yeah. Defensive Player of the Year awards between. Yeah. So you put Elt, you have Mario. So you put LT outside, Whitney outside. You put Mario and Watt inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not half bad. Not bad. That's not half bad. Mark, you went with lockdown corner Aaron Glenn. Then you went with Saints. There's a Saints connection there. Michael Thomas, wide receiver team with DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills. And then you went with tight end Kellen Winslow, the original, which would have been very interesting for Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? That would have been very interesting. Mine, I ended up with primetime Deion Sanders. I drafted Arian Foster as my retired former Texan. And then I went with Vaughn Miller off the edge. Ooh. Uh, I Von Miller off the edge. I, you know, he didn't have a great 2019. He still got juice, but I just felt as far as guys off the edge that still impact the game. You put Vaughn opposite Whitney with wide inside, and your pass rush is pretty darn. Good. I'm surprised. I was nobody took Joey Bosa. I for pass. Rush. You know, what against do you, think about him? you know, I I love Joey Bosa, but against us, he really didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Neither did neither did Ingram. Ingram and Bosa didn't do That's a whole true. lot against us. So. What a good I game. Kind of shied. I shied away from that uh, for that particular reason. But and that was the first game of the Texans' offensive line. How we think we're going to see it for a while. I'll tell you a guy that I actually consider, but I just think he's probably a year away. But as a rookie, he might have been one of the best rookies we faced. And that was Max Crosby from out of Eastern Michigan, number ninety-eight for the Raiders. He was phenomenal oh, he, against yeah, us. He was one of he those was guys. He was really to watch. good. He was really yep. good. And I, I considered that because that would have been way, way out left field. And I also considered Quentin Nelson, too. Mm. But I just couldn't take no, him. No, I couldn't Dar- take him. And, no, and no Derrick Henry. At least you get him out of off the Titans roster and onto your yeah, squad. Yeah, that's true. I just Maybe feel like coach. with Arian Foster, I've got more. That's true, you do. I've got more that I can do with Arian Foster than I can with Derrick Henry. That was kind of the reason I, I wanted to go with Arian Foster. What about Christian McCaffrey? 
Well, that's interesting. We Ooh, did see him. No, no, that's true. We did see him. And he had a great took game, him. yeah. He did have a fantastic game against us. Gang, nice job. Thank you very Thanks, much. Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. All right, that's going to do it. A big thanks to DP, to Drew, to Mark, to all of you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, go Texans.